All right, we're back. Any questions, comments, or observations so far? Yes, question. Good question. The question was, are we talking about the law of attraction as described in the book, The Secret, or as described in other question, other similar books, right? The law of attraction is a law. And as popularized in the book, The Secret, the law of attraction that we're talking about here is the same. However, as you will see for the, for the rest of today and tomorrow, how to apply the law of attraction, not what the law of attraction is by definition, but I think you're going to see some very clear distinctions on how we as society or ex-society members have been taught how the law of attraction works and how to make the law of attraction work for us. I think that's going to be the huge, absolutely enormous distinctive difference. Yes. The question is, I talked about the brain and Einstein uh, as well as Thomas Edison at the turn of the century scientifically proved that the human brain actually does in fact transmit vibration or frequency or energy and that can be measured. And the question was, how come we're not hearing more today with the advancements in scientific uh, research and equipment? Well, with the limited time, I'm, th I'm thinking of how to actually answer this because we have limited time. Um, and it's an excellent question. And so I'll try to be as brief as possible just to give you the, the gist of it. Society members, the elite class, throughout history believed that they were genetically programmed to be in fact, now by the way, this let me say this is not me. I am not saying this. It's, it's not that I believe it. I adhere to this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm giving you historical facts, okay? So from a historical perspective throughout history, the elite class of society, the ruling classes, and that's defined as for, you know, a couple hundred years ago and beyond, it was primarily the royal families, the kings and the royal families, the rulers of the countries, number one, and then the elite class of industry, those who controlled, most people don't know the history behind this, uh, those who controlled the monopolies of the world's necessities. So the two basic ruling classes, and it's the same today, they're just called different things, but First is the rulers of countries, the rulers of the people, countries, royal families. And then secondly, those who control the monopolies of the necessities of the time. So throughout history, those monopolies were different. It, for many centuries, it was salt. So those who controlled the salt monopolies. In American history, it was the railroads, the banking, because you had to bank. You had to travel and use the railroads. There was no option. So if you control those monopolies, obviously today it is oil. Whether the price of oil is $50 a barrel or $200 a barrel, 
people are driving about the same and using about the same amounts of oil. It's something that is a necessity. Food throughout history has always been a necessity. So those who control food supply. So that's the, that's the elite class. So the elite class of people always believed that they were genetically programmed to be superior, um, smarter thinking, and to be genetically programmed to rule over the vast majority of people who had a different genetic model. These genetic models that they were referring to were vibrational. The DNA of blue bloods, the DNA of the ruling class throughout history, the DNA of the elite class, because they actually intermarried between one another and quote, didn't you know, go to the other side of the tracks, and this is historical, I'm just giving you historical perspective. Their DNAs actually vibrated at different frequencies than let's say the working class which vibrated at a lower frequency. And throughout history, the ruling classes always wanted to make sure that those uh, workers kept their vibration at a much lower frequency. So in China, for example, um, I'll, I'll give you a history lesson in the future. Uh, but China, for example, the rulers made sure that they controlled opium, uh, the drug, and made sure that the majority of Chinese workers were taking opium on a daily regular basis. That drug keeps the vibrational frequency very low and makes sure that desires don't spring up and therefore these people will be docile and never want to do anything substantial in their life. Therefore the rulers remain the rulers and the workers remain the, the workers. So throughout history the concept that the brain actually emits and transmits vibration, frequency, or energy, and receives vibration, frequency, or energy. That concept, that factual, biological, quantifiable, scientifically proven and documented concept. Not fantasy, not mysticism, not spirituality. We're not saying you have to believe on faith. This is quantifiable. That fact, to, still to this day, is something that the elite class and the members of the various societies globally around the world and all the countries want to keep secret. That is the major fact that they want to keep secret. Not the law of attraction. The fact that your brain is the one that transmit frequency. That is the major thing that is desperate amongst the elite class to keep secret. Now, when you consider today, throughout, just like throughout history, the rulers around the world of the various countries are mostly members of secret societies, and again, Past President Bush was a well-known, documented member of Skull and Bones. These people who founded the CIA, again, watch the movie The Good Shepherd, um, well-known members of the Skull and Bones secret society of Yale University. Um, J Senator John Kerry, many, many senators, many U.S. Supreme Court justices are mostly members of secret societies, and again, Past President Bush was a well-known, documented member of Skull and Bones. These people who founded the CIA, again, watch the movie The Good Shepherd, um, well-known members of the Skull and Bones, 
secret society of Yale University. Um, J Senator John Kerry, many, many senators, many U.S. Supreme Court justices, most, actually all of today's billionaires, if you pick up uh, the magazine that talks about the billionaires of the world, every single one of them are members and many of them readily admit membership in the secret societies. So all the people that control the governments, all the people that control today's monopolies, what monopolies are we talking about? The monopolies are necessities that no matter what the economy, it still is being used. So food is obviously one of the most important commodities and necessities. So those around the world that control food supplies, when you go to various countries, there are sometimes in, in many countries, uh, there are you know, less than 50 people that control virtually all the food supply in those countries. Uh, in America, for example, when you go into a restaurant, do you know that 90% of all restaurant food is supplied by one supplier? They control the food. So people control food supply, that's a monopoly. Those who control oil, that's a monopoly. Those are the two most prevalent. There's a, about 12 other monopolies as well. But those are the two obviously most common and prevalent. So these people that control these monopolies do not want you to know the truth about your own ability. And what we're talking about here and what Einstein talked about and what Thomas Edison documented, they, they documented this fact scientifically, is that your brain emits a frequency or an energy. It transmits a frequency, a vibration or an energy. It also receives it, okay? so. That is the fact, and the reason why we haven't heard more about it is because the people that control the free flow of information globally do not want you to know it. Because if you do know it, then you will realize how much power you have and that you in fact have Aladdin's lamp and your own personal genie, which can make anything you want happen. With this knowledge and how to use this knowledge, you can have, be, or do anything you want. You have the power. We're going to talk about some challenges you have right now and how to correct those, uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Did I answer your question? Good. Any other questions, comments, or observations? Yes. Uh-huh. Great comment. The comment was, just in the last four hours um, or so of being exposed to this from a factual, and I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing you, from a factual standpoint, being exposed to this knowledge from a factual standpoint, not from some guru, but actually physically sitting here, and I know you have a big advantage, those of you who are here, those on listening to the CD don't. But those of you physically sitting here are seeing not only the, the beautiful place we're in and knowing it's not open to the public, um, but seeing the physical manifestations that this really works in real life and meeting real people, many people that you, you know, are quote famous or celebrities that are here, my colleagues, and realizing that we are talking to you. Uh, factually, not from a rah-rah stage, jumping up and down with music and dancers and 
you know, giving you a, a motivational speech, but talking to you factually, you're realizing that this is absolutely 100% real and true. And you're, um, and again, I'm paraphrasing you, your level of excitement and belief that you will be able to apply this is just going through the roof right now. Did I say what you really meant to say? <laughs> okay, thank you. That was a great comment. I think it's true. Those of you listening to the CD, you, you have one disadvantage. For those of you who are, the, the people here in the room, uh, they're having the ability to, again, see not just myself, but my colleagues. Uh, and, and my colleagues are some of the richest people in the world. Some of these people are very well known, uh, been on television and written in magazines and newspapers. Um, and to have these people come forth and um, basically reveal that they have been members of secret societies. Again, Skull and Bones is represented, Illuminati is represented, um, uh, Freemasons is represented, Brotherhood is represented, and, and several others from many other countries uh, around the world. And to have these people here in the room uh, with me validating and verifying that, yeah, this is how it works, this is, this is the secret, this is what goes on behind the curtain, uh, behind closed doors, this is what the majority of the population around the world will never know, never hear about, and never be exposed to. But, but this is how the magic works on planet Earth. And this is what we've done. This is what we've been taught. This is how we've been taught. This is how we've applied this. And these are the results. And the results that you're seeing is not just wealth, but you're seeing that obviously beyond your wildest imaginations. Uh, like nothing you've seen on lifestyles of the rich and famous because this kind of wealth and opulence uh, and money is something they just don't even know exists. So you're seeing this firsthand and that's awe-inspiring and obviously it's raising your level of belief because you can see this really works. But you're also meeting people who are talking to you at a different level than you've heard them talk before and communicate before. You're really being exposed to the inner circle and the secrets that go on in that inner sanctum or inner circle. So you're, you're, you're seeing, this goes back to who do you listen to? Who do you listen to? Again, this is the real deal. Good comment. All right, let's, let's, let's carry on, shall we? So where we're at right now is, we've talked about the five basics emphasize the importance of always focusing on the fundamentals and mastering the basis and always going back to that, always going back to those basics. The, and the importance of who do you listen to, really focusing on that, your teachability index, how teachable are you. It's, and, and it's funny because during, at the break, uh, somebody came up to me and said, I get it. <laughs> I really get it. And let me point something out to you when we talk about Teachability Index. And again, hopefully you can see why this one subject could, we could talk about for hours in terms of all the nuances and ways to really be perfect on this. When you say, I get it, your Teachability Index goes down to zero. 
because your willingness to accept change virtually is zero because you got it all, you know it all, you're completely unteachable. When you know it all, when you say, no, I know that, I get that. When you think you know it all, when you think you know it, you're stopped becoming teachable. So it's important to grasp a concept, but you never get it perfectly. So you're, you're, the way really to be perfectly teachable is when you're listening to a concept, if you think you get it, that's good. You can't be confused throughout your whole life. That's not what I'm suggesting. But what you have to say is, wow, I get it so far and I know there's so much more I need to learn and I, saw that I know there's so much more I don't even know. But I, I, but I think I'm grasping. I'm grasping. Not that you fully get it, but it's like I'm, I'm getting what he's presenting. I think I can use this. I'm understanding it. Wow, how much more is there? There must be so much more. And boy, I don't know what I don't know. So you have to have that balance. Again, complete willingness to learn and complete willingness to accept change. So we talked about the basics, teachability, and that's the training balance scale. And the training balance scale at this point, you'll see, we'll talk about more on this later, but the training balance scale emphasizes that the thought process is the majority of what we're going to be talking about and the majority of where your focus should be on. And the skills, the techniques, and the how is what most people focus on, which is why they fail. So when you understand that training balance scale, you'll always be able to catch yourself if you're focusing on how we're going to do that. In business, which is a, well, let's talk about relationships. In relationships, uh, people always say, you know, I don't know how I'm going to meet my mate. I don't know how I'm going to meet my mate. I don't know how. And the answer is, I don't know how either. But the how is irrelevant. It's com completely irrelevant. You don't have to know how. And the training balance scale suggests that the techniques and the skills are not that important. But society emphasizes to you that it is important because they want you to focus on that. That way you'll always believe you're never capable of achieving what you want. And that's one of the techniques that is being used um, globally to keep people in a state of um, never achieving. And again, that's the goal. The goal of the elite class is to make sure that they remain in the elite class and that everybody else remains virtually slaves. They, there's no uprising. There's no major large groups of people realizing that they have power and rising to the level that they want to rise to. That creates competition and that reduces the power and control and the financial resources of the current elite class. So that's why it's happening. And then, of course, the four steps, ending with unconscious competence, where you're doing this automatically, you're not thinking about it anymore, and then it just happens automatically and you live your life. You're, it's like you're a magician. Everything just happens perfectly. And, of course, the fifth basic is, is to master the basics, focus on the fundamentals. Then we talked about the two powerful concepts. One is that your brain is a, both a transmitter and receiver of frequency, vibration, or energy. They're all the same. Pick the word whatever you feel comfortable with. But it's similar to, but actually more powerful and higher than a radio frequency. So there's a couple concepts you have to grasp first before we teach you how to apply them.
And if you have any questions, raise your hand so I can answer them. First concept. Everything on Earth is made of atoms. We all know that. We went to school, we know that. Everything is made of atoms. You also have to understand that throughout history, science has created technology or instruments that can see smaller and smaller particles. So back when atoms were discovered, scientists proclaimed with their arrogance that the atom was the smallest particle in the universe. <laughs> and I say with their arrogance, it's like because that's all they could see. Their instrument could only see that, that, that far or that close up or amplify that much. So they could see an atom and they then determined since that's all they could see, but that's as far as their instrument would go, therefore the atom must be the smallest particle on the planet. Well, years later when they developed a new instrument, that could actually magnify even more powerfully, they found out that the atom is not a particle. And the atom actually consists of an electron circulating around a nucleus, protons and electrons. And then they said, oh my, this electron is also, uh, it's, it, it's, it's smaller than an atom. Therefore, the electron is the smallest particle in the universe, again, with their complete arrogance. Instead of saying what they should say, and they should say, look, with the instrument that we have right now, the smallest particle we can see is the electron. But obviously, there must be something probably smaller that we can't see yet. That's what they should say, but scientists are arrogant. So there's this electron, if, if, again, for those of you listening at home, you know what an atom looks like. You know, it's got this nucleus in the middle, and then circulating around it is an electron. So that electron is a little, little piece of particle, right? But here's the question. What holds the electron in orbit, if you will, around the nucleus? What's holding it? And the answer is energy, or a vibration, or a frequency. Scientists now have, do have uh, instruments that can actually go smaller than the electron, and they see the electron is made up of vibration. That it's actually full of holes, that it's not solid, that nothing is solid, that it's vibration. And, they, and that is called frequency, vibration, or energy. Again, scientists today still cannot completely understand how a radio wave transmitted from either a satellite, let's say your cell phone. How does your cell phone pick up a signal when you're in an elevator in a building? The signal is a frequency. It's energy. It's a vibration. And that frequency is traveling not in one little beam. Think about it. You could be virtually anywhere and pick up the signal which means that frequency is permeating all space. If you're in a room and you walk anywhere in the room, it's picking up the signal. Therefore, the signal is not like a line. The signal is almost like a gaseous, gaseous thing which is permeating the whole room 
with a vibration. It's hard for a lot of people to comprehend. But that's what frequency or vibration is. And scientists can't understand how that can, can come out of a radio transmitter or a satellite or one of these cell towers and how it can travel across all the, the miles, hundreds of miles, and it virtually permeates every bit of space. And it goes through and passes through trees and buildings and glass and steel and brick and mortar. When you go into a subway, it still works in many cases. Isn't that amazing? It's everywhere. Like this invisible gas that fills up everything and goes through everything. See, it's almost like magical. You think, wow, I never really thought about that. It's almost like science fiction. But it's factual. It's actually physical. It's quantum physics. Just because you can't see it with your eyes doesn't mean it's not physical. It is part of the physical universe. Energy and vibration is here. We just can't see it with our physical eyes. So that's the first thing you have to understand. That vibration exists and everything on the planet is made up of atoms, which is made up of electrons, which is made up of nothing but energy or vibration or frequency. Therefore, everything on the planet, every single thing, at the end of the day, is the same. And scientists have said this for, for hundreds of years, that everything is made up of the same material. Everything on the planet is made up of the same atoms. It's just the combination of atoms that are different. But everything, you and I are made up of the exact same material, atoms. The desk here is made up of the same material that you and I are made up, atoms. This water bottle is made up of the same material, atoms. These flowers are made up of the same material as atoms. The caviar is made up as the same material, atoms. Everything is made up of the same material, atoms. And those atoms are made up of the exact same thing, electrons, protons. And the electrons and protons are made up of the exact same thing, vibration or frequency. So the only thing that makes everything look different with the different colors, shapes, sizes, textures, and so forth, and why we have gold, and why we have silver, and why we have metal, and why we have iron, and why we have steel, and why we have uh, rock, and why we have this flower, is there are virtually unlimited number. It's almost infinite, the number. It's actually a finite number, but we'll just use infinite because the number is, is just so great. You couldn't put enough zeros across the blackboard here. The number of potential combinations of frequencies, because when you take one frequency and mix it with another, you have a different frequency. The change may be slight, but it's still different. So the potential number of frequency combinations is virtually endless. It's infinite. So everything you're seeing is made up of the same thing. The only difference is the vibrational frequency of everything you see is different. That's what makes this flower look different than that flower. They're made up of the exact same atoms, and in, in, in this case, the exact same materials, the exact same everything. The only difference is the combination and the ratios of atoms to one another are different. Therefore, the vibration is different. Therefore, the result of what you see in the physical universe is different. 
So the concept that you have to grasp and understand, and if you don't completely physically grasp it, it's still okay, but you have to at least understand this. Everything on the planet is made up of atoms. We can all concur to that. We know that. I mean, that's not me. It's, uh, Einstein said this, and every scientist on the planet agrees. It's not even, it's not even a consensus. It's, it's unanimous. Scientific fact. Everything is made up of atoms. There's nothing, nothing that has been found that is not made up of atoms. Even moon rocks are made up of the same atoms, which surprise scientists. It's like there's nothing new. So everything's made up of atoms. Atoms are all made up of the same thing. And the electrons and protons and atoms are simply made up of vibration. They just vary. The vibration is different. So therefore, everything you see is made up of vibration. Or everything you see is basically a combination of different frequencies. Or everything you see is nothing but energy. So everything you see is, is nothing but a vibration. Everything you see is nothing but a frequency. Everything is vibrating. Everything has a frequency. Everything is just pure energy. Everything on planet Earth, we could say everything in the universe, but listen, you're not leaving this planet uh, to go someplace tomorrow, so let's just deal with this planet. You know, for the rest of your life, you, you're probably going to be here, and you will want to make this existence as uh, magical and wonderful and exhilarating and, and blissful and happy and successful. So let's just deal with here, right? People always want to talk about other stuff, and it's like, look, look, you may want to know that, but you know, you're living here, so let's enjoy this and figure out how to make this work extremely well. So everything is vibration, everything is energy, everything is frequency. That's the first concept you have to understand, that everything you're looking at with your eyes is frequency and energy. Second concept is your brain is a transmitter of frequency and a receiver of frequency. Now let me take this concept one step further. You, and I'm not going to talk about who you are, another, another weekend, but you have the power and ability to create any frequency you want with your brain and transmit it. Let me say that again to make sure you understand this. So first concept, everything is a frequency or a vibration or energy. Everything on the planet. Everything is just vibrating. If you just imagine, you kind of look around here and just imagine it. Everything you're seeing, this couch is vibrating at one frequency. This table is vibrating at a different frequency. This lamp is vibrating at a different frequency. Every one of these flowers is vibrating at a different frequency. The chocolates are vibrating at a different frequency. And every chocolate in the box is vibrating at a different frequency. This pear is vibrating at a different frequency. The grapes are vibrating at a different frequency. This chair is vibrating at a different fre frequency. Everything you see is vibrating. And it's, everything you see is vibrating at a different frequency. Because it's all energy. That's the first concept. Second concept is your brain it transmits frequencies, energy or vibration, whatever word you want to use, and also receives it. 
third concept, you have the ability to use your brain and create any frequency you want and transmit it. Okay? Because you, and I'm gonna, now, now somebody says, well, how do I do that? No, hold that question. I'm just making sure you understand the concepts first. You have the ability to dial in, if you will, your brain, the frequency that you choose and transmit it. You also have the ability to transmit that frequency softly with little power or blast it with huge amounts of power. Because if your brain is a transmitter, you kind of have a volume control or power control. You can crank up the power and transmit a beam that is so strong and so powerful, it's amazing. Your brain transmit frequencies similar to a satellite transmitting frequencies, a cell tower transmitting frequencies, or a radio tower transmitting frequencies. The difference is the frequency levels that your brain is putting out are much higher than those put out by cell phones, radio transmitter, tower, or a satellite. Those frequencies go in a straight line, but still pass through brick, mortar, etc., and still travel almost instantaneous. The frequency that your brain puts out does not travel in a straight line, can actually travel through the earth to the other end of the earth, it goes in all directions. And when it's transmitted, virtually transmits instantaneously, and we'll just deal with planet earth here, all over the globe. And unlike a radio transmitter, where the further you get away from the tower, the weaker the signal, the frequency that your brain puts out, puts out the same power one foot in front of you or 3,000 miles across the planet. It's the exact same power. Now, go back. Who do you listen to? Look around again. You know, you shake, listen, you, you're shaking these, these people's hands. You can see with your own eye. We're not lying. We're not making this up. This isn't theory. This is, this is real. It works and you're looking at the evidence. I keep going back to that because it's really important to understand this. What is your teachability index? What's your willingness to learn? What's your willingness to accept change? Right now you're probably really focusing on what is my willingness to accept change because I'm giving you some stuff that some people have a hard time grasping. But here's the goofy thing. It's, it's, if, I were try to, if you've never seen a um, cell phone I mean, go back, look at Star, remember Star Trek, the communicators, you know, Scotty beamed me up. He used to have this little hand communicator and it was, it's like five times bigger than a cell phone. But back in the sixties, we looked at that as nothing but science fiction. How could anybody have this small thing, you know, which is huge. Now we look at it and go, what, how big and goofy that communicator was compared to our little tiny cell phones. So this is not mystical, magical, something you have to believe in. I mean, this is, 
this is nothing, it's like no more impressive than explaining how a cell phone works or how, I mean, look at a DVD. I mean, think about it. You take a DVD, it's this little disc. How do all the images go on there? Look at a computer. I mean, look at all the technology that we just take for granted because we see it. And I'm telling you how your brain works and some of you are looking at me like, huh, I don't know if I can believe that. Wait a minute. Turn on your cell phone. How does it work? The it's a frequency. The cell phone tower is blasting a frequency. And your cell phone's picking it up. I'm just suggesting that your brain is putting out the same thing. And again, the evidence is very clear. Your brain is made up of atoms, which means it's, your whole body is made up of atoms, which means your whole body is nothing but a frequency. It's a vibration. Every organ is vibrating at a different frequency. It's a combination of frequencies collectively putting out one frequency. This makes sense? So your brain puts out frequency. You can decide whatever frequency you want to put out. And the frequency is different than radio frequencies because it has more power and it can go more places faster. It permeates everything. Nothing can block it. So when your brain puts out a frequency, nothing can block it. Now Thomas Edison, who was the inventor, researched this. And again, he said very clearly that the brain transmits frequency and is picked up by other brains and affects physical matter. Thomas Edison, the guy ain't an idiot. He was, if not the greatest inventor of all time, a super genius. Albert Einstein said the same thing. The brain transmits frequencies and those frequencies are, not maybe, are picked up by other brains and it does, not maybe, but it does affect physical matter. So when you put out a frequency, it affects physical matter. Now, is there scientific evidence to back this up? Yes. There are thousands of research projects that have been done around the world. The most well-known in Western countries was talked about in the movie what the bleep do we know? And if you have not seen that DVD, What the Bleep Do We Know, check it out. They give you the physical evidence. One particular one, I won't give you all the scientific research here, but the bottom line is there are thousands of scientific experiments that measure vibration of matter, whether it's a piece of granite, a piece of steel, a diamond, a flower, a bottle of water, a glass of wine, a book, anything at all. All of these have been measured with scientific instruments and the scientific instruments show that each one has a different vibration and those vibrations are constant. They always stay. So if you're looking at a piece of gold, the vibration is always the same. It's a constant unless something affects it. Now, you take a piece of gold and shoot it with x-rays, which by the way are frequencies, you can't see them. Think about this, a magnet. Does a magnet have a frequency around it? Yeah, it's called a magnetic field. Science can't see it. If you take the most powerful instruments up until recently 
and look at the, the, the magnetic field north and south pole, they are different. We know that because they affect things differently. But there's no difference in, quote, the atoms. The atomic structure is the same. The only difference now is the frequencies are different. So it's a frequency that has now been determined. For years, scientists said, we can't determine any difference. No, the atoms are the same at the North and the South Pole, but the frequency of those atoms, even though they look the same with the microscope, the frequency, the vibration is different, and that's what's been found. So scientists have taken physical matter and measured the frequency of, let's say, gold, and it's a constant. But when they bang it with uh, X-rays or gamma rays or even radio waves, the vibration changes. Okay? So here we have physical matter, a piece of gold or a piece of silver or a rock. It has a constant vibration. Every day it's looked at and the vibration is the same by the scientists. Then one day they blast it with a radio wave and the vibration changes slightly. They blast it with an X-ray. The vibration changes slightly. So that vibration can be affected by an outside source. Now, here's where the scientific evidence is. Multiple materials from gold and silver and iron and plants and a book and a whole bunch of different things were tested with their vibration. And again, their vibrations were constant. Then a human subject would look at the gold and emit a vibration. And we're going to show you how to do this. They would use their brain and emit a vibration because the brain is a transmitter of vibration. Guess what would happen to the gold? It physically would look exactly the same. But in testing, just like it was bombarded with X-rays or radio waves or gamma rays, the vibration of the gold bar changed. Same thing with the flowers, same thing with the glass of water, same thing with the peach and the piece of fruit and the book. So Einstein and Edison were right. The brain transmit, frequ transmit frequencies, it's a transmitter and receiver of frequencies, and those frequencies are picked up by other brains and those frequencies do affect physical matter. Another great research, a common one in, in, in the DVD, What the Bleep Do We Know, was water was tested. And rather than check frequency, the water was frozen and then spliced and you could see the crystallization of the water. And that was always a constant until a person sent a vibration into the water with their brain. Now the vibration could be one of love and that affected the structure of the water which is an effect of vibration. They sent, sent hate. It also affected the structure of the water. The bottom line is there is massive physical evidence, scientific evidence, that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that the brain transmits frequencies and those frequencies affect physical matter. Okay? So our basic concepts, everything is made of atoms on the planet and all atoms are made of electrons and protons and all electrons and protons are made of vibration, frequency or energy. You pick the word. Therefore, everything on the planet, including you and I, 
are made up of the same thing. We're nothing but energy. Just vibrating at a different frequency. I picked those three words because in effect, we are energy vibrating at a different frequency. But for, for, for ease, you can say energy, vibration, or frequency, but you understand the concept. Everything is energy which vibrates at a different frequency. That's why everything looks different and is different. It's all the same energy, but it's all vibrating at a different frequency. That's the first concept. Second concept is our brain transmits and receives frequency or energy. It transmits and receives energy. And it can transmit that energy at different vibrational frequencies. So we can transmit any frequency we want with as much or as little power as we want. Next concept. When our brain transmits frequencies, it's picked up by other brains and it does affect physical matter in the universe. Any questions on that? Yes. No. <laughs> why, why isn't this taught in schools? <laughs> uh, oh, well, who runs the schools? Governments. Does the government want... The government doesn't want you to read. <laughs> Never mind learn this. I mean, that's another discussion. You're in school now. You're in the real school. Yeah, it's the, yeah it's, it's, it's the Harry Potter school, yeah. When you think about it, yeah, we're in the Harry Potter school of magic. That's where you're at. But you can see it's real. It's real. And it's been kept a secret from you. Isn't that funny? I mean, some of you are going, I didn't know he was in. I didn't know he was in. I didn't know you were in. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're all in. You know, the, here's a good guess. If somebody is super rich and powerful and happy and successful, they're in. They know. And they'll, and they'll lie to you at, at your face because we have, we're trained. One of the things we train is we only talk amongst ourselves. You know, when you're in, that, in those societies like the Brotherhood, like I was, we would have conversations with one another and it would be completely different than a conversation we'd have with everybody else. It would be like we had two lives. It was really amazing. We had two lives. We were part of our group and we weren't part of the general population. It was like we were aliens. I mean, it was really amazing. Okay, next basic concept, again, we have to grasp and understand. So those are the, the basic ones. Everything's made of energy that vibrates at different frequencies. The brain puts out frequencies at any frequency we want with any power we want. Large amounts of power or small amounts of power. We can put it out. That energy that our brain transmit permeates all time and space. So the moment we transmit it, it's picked up instantaneously all over the globe. And it doesn't make a difference how far away it is. It's picked up with the same intensity. Unlike a radio transmitter where the further you get away from the tower, the weaker it is. When your brain transmit, it's picked up across the globe. We'll just deal with the globe. It goes across the universe, but it goes across the globe with the same intensity instantaneously and affects everything on the planet at the same time. Again, this is quantum physics and this is not, 
you know, it, it, it's, it's not foo-foo. It's no more, no more magical or mystical than turning on your TV, you know, and picking up a satellite signal. You, know, you get direct TV or you get Sky Digital in the UK over there, you know, in Germany and, you know, Switzerland. You know, you, you all have satellites. I mean, how magical is a satellite in the sky you can't see is beaming down thousands and thousands and thousands of miles, some invisible signal, your little dish picks it up, you turn on TV and you, and you hear sounds and images? Explain that to me, please. You can't explain it. But you don't even challenge it because it's real, you see it. Well, guess what? The very first time you use this technique and you manifest something in your physical universe that you want, and it comes in a day or two later. Some of you are going to see things tonight. You're going to come tomorrow and you're going to go, oh my God. It's going to like you turn on a television for the first time. You lived, in the, you lived in some remote island. You never saw a TV. You turn it on for the first time. Your, your eyes get as big as saucers. It's like, you know, it's a, he's a, it's a witch. He's a witch. <laughs> you're going to see, some of you are going to do the same thing tonight when you actually saw, we teach you how to apply this here very shortly. Okay. Next basic concept, law of attraction. So now that we understand how the universe works, there's one other element, and that is the law of attraction. And what the law of attraction says, the law of attraction is a senior law to the laws of the physical universe. Again, we have laws, but some of those laws are superseded by more powerful or senior laws. And again, the good example is, we do have the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. Law of gravity exists and it is a physical law. It's a law of gravity. But it is superseded by the law of lift. Because the law of lift defies the law of gravity, which is how an airplane flies. So an airplane flies, when the airplane flies, the law of gravity doesn't go away. The, the airplane is flying because it is using a more powerful law a senior law to the law of gravity called the law of lift. So, we have laws in the physical universe. Some of these are just agreements that you've made because you think that's how things work. So you've created your own set of laws. This is how things work. We'll talk about that. But we have things in the physical universe that we believe to be true, or laws, like the law of gravity. And I'm here to tell you that the law of attraction is senior to any of the physical laws. It's just like the law of lift, it's senior to the law of gravity. So the law of attraction is the most senior law. It is the most powerful law. It supersedes everything. Okay. It makes everything else go away. No other law exists when this law is being employed. Even the law of gravity will be superseded by the law of attraction. And what the law of attraction says is vibrations that are the same attract the law of attraction. Interestingly enough, Samuel Hahnemann of Germany invented a medical science or healing art called homeopathy, which is based on the same thing. 
homeopathic remedies, when you get them, contain nothing. It's just some saline solution or carrier solution. There's nothing in it. Scientists look at five different, different homeopathic remedies for different ailments and they analyze them and they go, they're all the same. And the homeopath said, no, the frequency, the vibration is different. And the way that a homeopathic remedy has been made is a substance was taken, let's say poison ivy. Now, if you rubbed poison ivy on your skin, what would happen? You'd get itchy, you'd get you know, red marks, right? You'd have an allergic reaction to the poison ivy. Well, homeopathy says if you have itchiness, redness, if you have the symptoms of poison ivy or similar symptoms, the remedy for that to make it go away is the poison ivy frequency. And Hahnemann's theory was like cures like, which is law of attraction. Like attracts like. It neutralizes it and cures it. So a way a homeopathic remedy would make, you, you wouldn't eat the poison ivy because all you, what you need is the frequency of poison ivy. So he would take poison ivy, put it in some alcohol, let it sit to develop what's called a tincture. So it would, it would, it would extract from the poison ivy all of the key elements. That small amount of tincture, he would then take one drop of that tincture, one drop, and put it in a five-gallon jug of water. And then what he would do is called succuss it. So he would shake it and shake it once, twice, three, four, a hundred times, depending on the power. Interestingly enough, the more diluted this remedy is, the stronger it is. Interestingly enough, because the vibration gets higher and higher. So he would succuss it about a hundred times, but he's not through. He would then take one drop of that five-gallon jug and put that one drop into another five-gallon jug. And he would succuss that a hundred times or shake it. He would take one drop of that and put it into another hundred-gallon jug. He could do this a hundred times. Well, even after the second or third time, there's nothing in the jug except water. But guess what? With scientific instruments today, we actually see that there is only just water, but the frequency in the water is different. I mean, it's amazing. And that's how homeopathy has been used for, for hundreds of years. And guess who is the major users of homeopathy? Members of royal families around the world because they understand energy. The reason they understand energy is because we've been taught this for thousands of years. So when homeopathy was developed, guess who jumped on it and knew right away this would work? Because it's energetic healing. People who are members of the secret societies, which of course, royal families. Interesting. So law of attraction says a vibration will attract a similar vibration. Like attracts like. So vibrations that are similar always attract. That's where the magnetic pull is. 
that's with a powerful magnetic pull. And the closer the vibrational match, the stronger the magnetic pull. That's what the law of attraction is. So everything on the universe is a vibration. And every vibration, every single thing that is vibrating, is actually putting out to the universe a magnetic drawing in of similar vibrations. So if you can imagine in this room, everything you physically see is vibrating and is all emitting a vibration which is calling forth or like a magnet pulling into itself similar vibrations. Now we have a unique ability. Unlike this flower, this flower is putting out one vibration. But you and I have the ability to use our brain, our mind, and transmit whatever frequency we choose. And whatever frequency we transmit with our brain, whatever frequency we transmit with our brain will be attracted to us. So whatever frequency we put out is being attracted to us. That's law of attraction. Now, some of you think, ooh, I, I, I can start using this. Well, let me tell you the, the good and the bad news. The bad news is you have been using this from the moment you were born. You just now know how to use it and you will know how to use it. But the fact is you are transmitting with your brain frequencies. You are transmitting with your brain frequencies 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your brain is transmitting frequencies. And everything in your life is there because of what you've transmitted with your brain. It has been attracted into your existence, into your experience, and into your life because of what you already have been transmitting. Now, there's a couple caveats here. Two elements of transmitting frequencies. Whatever frequency you transmit is being attracted to you. However, whether it comes in or not, or the speed in which it comes into your experience or not, is dependent on a couple factors. The first two are what is the intensity or power of your transmissional frequency. So you are transmitting a frequency, but the question is, at what intensity are you transmitting that frequency? And with how much power are you transmitting that frequency? That's the first question. And the next question is, how often are you transmitting that frequency? So the first part of attracting things into your life like a magnet and creating things is transmit the frequency of what you want. We're going to talk about how to do this, so don't worry. It must be transmitted with intensity and power and it must be transmitted almost constantly. The more power and the higher the intensity 
of that transmission of the frequency of what you want. And the longer that it's being transmitted, the more consistently it's being transmitted, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, day after day after day, will determine the speed in which that which you are asking for comes into your experience. When you transmit a frequency, this is your command. Remember I said your wish is your command? When you wish for something, find the frequency for that which you wish and then command it to come. The command is transmit it with your brain, increase the intensity and the power as high as you can and keep that transmission going for as long as possible, constantly. And that will determine how fast it comes in. Now there is a block, there is something that will stop it, which we'll talk about later. But that's the command. That is the command. Any questions so far? Yes. Yeah, Earl Nightingale. You become what you think about most of the time. Correct. Earl Nightingale's Strangest Secret basically tells you this is true because he says you become or what you get, what you think about most of the time. When you're thinking about something, that's very astute observation, yes. When you are thinking about something, you are transmitting a frequency. When you're thinking about what you want, you're transmitting a frequency. And if you're thinking about it a lot, then it'll come in. You become what you think about most of the time. Now we're going to talk about a few more basic concepts when we come back after the break. And then we're going to talk about how to apply this. Again, today is our biggest day because this is the basis for making money. So tomorrow, how anyone can make millions, we're going to be talking about how to apply this specifically to money. And then I'm also going to talk a little bit on the other side of the training balance scale, some techniques and skills and specific things you can do. So I'm going to close the, I'm going to speed up your ability to make cash rather than have you figure out a lot of this on, on your own. Um, and we're going to give you kind of a shortcut to help you so you can just j jump right into a bunch of different things to make money and that's why anyone can make millions. But if you don't want to make millions, if you just want to make hundreds of thousands or an extra couple grand a month or whatever you want to make, whatever your financial dreams are, uh, some of you are just going to be so blissfully happy by applying this technique in your life because your relationship is going to get better, your health is going to get better, your body's going to look better, you're just going to feel so much happier and fulfilled that money becomes really irrelevant and quite frankly, money is irrelevant. Some of you are saying, well, it's easy for him to say, look at all this stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Billions. What? what? <laughs> Question was, what's the collective net worth of, of, of uh, me and my colleagues? Uh, King, what do you, you're the mathematician, right? What do you think? Well, net worth, which means what we have or what we control. And uh, 
I'm I'm not I'm I'm probably the small guy here amongst amongst the group. Now now yes maybe no. Well, you guys control more. Yeah, well the the oil. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Five hundred billion, maybe uh, under control, either owned or under control. Total from the people in, that you're that you're shaking hands with. Yeah. Don't be in awe. Don't sweat. As you can see, we're all real people. You know, we made a decision to come and teach you. So you have nothing, nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Good. Any other questions, comments, or observations before we break? Okay, terrific. We're going to take a short break. And for those on the CD, uh, take a short break. Maybe you want to listen to the CD again and again and again before you go on to the next if you haven't got it all. But uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes.